It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. As I mentioned, we're going to talk to the Universities Minister uh, coming up in the next uh, half hour. Uh, but before then, delighted to welcome to join us for all the chat this morning, Benedict Spence, who's a political commentator and joins us. Good morning to you, Benedict. Good morning, Julia. How um, are you? I'm very well indeed. Um, I've got to be honest with you. The thing that is most troubling me this morning, um, and I think a lot of people will be concerned by, is the news that Captain Tom Moore, uh, his, he, we know he's in hospital. He's got pneumonia and he's tested positive for COVID. Uh, but uh, his family, we now know, are by his bedside in Bedford Hospital. And that obviously is something that I think is going to be a big cause concern for people because we know uh, all these hospitals now, you, you cannot be at the bedside of someone unless there are exceptional circumstances. And I think we all know... Uh, where this is uh, heading, a 100-year-old man who's been treated for um, pneumonia and having trouble breathing. And I, I have to say, I, I don't think the nation's going to handle it uh, if, if this does turn out to be very bad news. But I think we all, we had the news uh, the April yesterday that, that uh, Captain Tom Moore was in hos- hospital. And I, I think our hearts just go out to him and the family. And, and just, I think everyone's just keeping everything crossed. And if, if they're believers, praying. And uh, I'm sure you join in that, uh, that concern. Absolutely. I, I think... As you say, though, the thing the thing I think to bear in mind is that, you know, this is a very old and frail man who was, you know, you know um, I think he is over 100, he is over yeah, 100 years old, yeah. isn't he? And I just think as much as it's going to be a real sad thing, uh, if, if, if he does uh, sadly pass away, I think really we have to sort of take a step back and think, actually, this is a man who was completely unknown to all of us until, you know, the yeah. best part of a year ago, and he has done... He's made a real impact in the last year in in a way that very many people never will. He's a, a war life, hero. A life well absolutely. lived. I mean, absolutely. Wow. If most I of think us we should celebrate it. Yes, if most of us could achieve a, a fraction of what that man has achieved, uh, even just a, 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 you know, just our spirits that we've had here during the first lockdown, then, I mean, we, we would be proud. Um, OK, so we'll, we'll keep you updated on, on any developments there. Let's talk about this uh, mutant. This, this is the word of the day, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes. Um, all the headlines <laughs> are all about this and 
old the time. Sage warned number 10 over mutant virus weeks ago. Daily Mail race to trace mutant strain. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this, this it makes it sound as if it's huge with well, great big bulging muscles. Doesn't yes, it? exactly. It's I coming mean, to get you. I mean, for a start, can everyone please calm down? And particularly, by the way, the scientists and the political and, and medical reporters in, in, in the media who know exactly what they're doing. They're stirring up fear and anxiety using mutant. I mean, mutant, that's the word we hear about, you know, horrible things that are happening in Hollywood movies. It is a variant on a virus. Viruses mutate. That's what they do. There is nothing weird or strange about this. There is not even anything to be particularly troubled by. We've all, they've already said there's no evidence it's more deadly. There's no evidence it's resistant to the vaccines. We were told how terrible the Kent strain was. Well, and yet we've seen since the Kent strain was all identified and everyone was very worried about it. We've seen case numbers go down. So if this is, you know, and we already know the South African variant is already in the country. We know that already. And there are at least 11 cases where it's not been linked to any travel from South Africa. Um, This is, I mean, this is just simply scaremongering, isn't it? I wonder if it started off as scientists you know, not wanting to say anything definitive, you know, saying, oh, well, I don't want to be 100% certain that, it, you know, all the vaccines will work. And as you say, the sort of uh, somebody in the media or several politicians or journalists or maybe even other scientists have gone, oh, uh, oh, good Lord, this is absolutely terrible. They can't rule out that this is going to be the latest sort of killer thing. Well, uh, we've all got to go, throw up our hands in the air and be terrified. But you're right. You know, this is something I think... Yeah, perhaps it shows quite how sort of scientifically illiterate we all are. Yeah. Yeah, saying that a virus has mutated is just another the, way of saying... Including a lot of the that, scientists, by the way. <laughs> absolutely. It, it's just another way of saying it's evolved. And this yes. is the thing. They have to evolve, otherwise they die. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's just and, the way that it is. The but it's the same effective virus. You know, it works the same way. Exactly. And the fact that there's no evidence the vaccine will, won't work as well. But but also, this is the crucial thing. Uh, viruses tend to mutate to become more, more uh, able to spread but mm. less deadly because that's how they survive. Um, well, exactly. And, and so actually, <laughs> actually, the mutation, the whole point is that the mutations, hopefully, well, not hopefully, that, that is the normal form uh, of these viruses. The mutations actually make it less deadly. And then that's something, it's mm. a virus that we learn to live with. Um, I mean, this is, this is the thing I find so frustrating is when you say something like this, people go, oh, oh so you're an epidemiologist, are you? No, but this is, Just... this is biology 101, people. Yes, exactly. It's very basic. The virus is a living organism, as it were. It needs to survive. To do that, it needs us to survive. It, it can't really effectively replicate itself if it wipes out all of its hosts. Yeah. I think people perhaps think of this almost in terms of, like, cancer, you know, because the, the nation, the world has become very obsessed with cancer because cancer is, you know, such a leading, leading cause of death. And cancer is something that mutates and, you know, its raison d'etre is to kill you. People should stop thinking about it in those terms. The virus needs to survive. For that, people need to be alive in order for that to happen. But also everyone needs to stop using these terms about defeating and winning and, and you know, and the idea that mm. Sage Sage warns that, OK, a mandatory hotel quarantine for all travellers, uh, you know, basically the only way of preventing new strains arriving. Well, yes, I mean... Again, I could never get a common cold again, which I've got right now. You know, it's a cold, and you know, sneezing and 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 runny nose. Not COVID, by the way. Um, but mm. you know, I I I could never get a cold again if I never left my house again. I mean, mm. the, you, you, I could never. You know, your your teenage daughter could never have their heart broken if they never ever <laughs> fall. I mean, I mean, life is about living. Life is about you know, there are risks that you take. It's about putting things in perspective. And you say people are concerned about uh, cancer. It would appear not most of the last. Oh, yes. Because apparently we've seen, I mean, the papers today, it's reported that you know, cancer operations for children, 
for children mm. are being cancelled because staff have been diverted to COVID wards. Now, the argument from the, the, the lockdown fanatics is, well, well, if we didn't have a lockdown, then we'd have far more of those staff diverted. Well, no, that is still a choice um, uh, to divert those staff. Why not bring in other staff to help out in the COVID wards, all these people who volunteered who've not been used? It, I have to say, I, I genuinely think an awful lot of the reporting, I'm accused of disinformation all the time when I'm actually using you know, facts presented by eminent scientists. I'm, I'm sorry. A lot of the reporting right now is, frankly, is just downright wrong. I mean, it's just it is genuinely wrong. And and if they were if they were reporting things, uh, making them seem less worrying than they are, which we've never done here on talk radio, they'd be called out on it. But it seems to be absolutely acceptable. Yesterday, Sky News, they went to do the Vox Pop and a young man said, well, it's a mutant strain. So it's a completely different virus. And then they just moved Mm. on. I mean, that is quite simply a lie. And they let it stand. They did. The reporter didn't even say, "Well, this isn't true," but but they let mm. it stand. Yes, it's. I mean, it's very interesting, isn't it? That you you mentioned that the Prime Minister Boris Johnson was talking about looking at measures to bring the whole country out of lockdown mm. altogether as soon as possible. I fear that that's not going to be possible purely because, as you've just highlighted, there is a sort of a, a tendency amongst at least half of the country, you know, that half of the country that's very pro-lockdown now, uh, which is to, I think, swallow the worst-case scenario hook, line of sinker, who I think almost mentally won't be prepared to just come out of lockdown straight away because they will have heard things like there is a mutant strain, it is 70% more you know, uh, contagious. And they won't think, oh, 70% more contagious just means I'm slightly more likely to catch it. They'll think, good Lord, it's coming to kill me and my family. Yes. And I don't trust these it's, stories this, who are telling me it's fine to go out to rescue the economy. I think they're picturing a sort of zombie. And again, it's South Africa. South Africa's got a very high death rate, an unusually high death rate for, for Africa. There are various things going on in South Africa. South Africa has got a basket case lunatic government, small point worth making. Uh, they also uh, have incredibly high rate of HIV positivity, and there have been studies everyone I was looking at yesterday uh, showing that actually, if you if you're HIV positive and you get COVID, your chances of dying mm. are far far higher. So again, that would it possibly explain a lot of the high death toll there? Um, well, there's know, also something else that people keep forgetting about Africa when they use it as comparison, which is that South Africa has more people over 65 than most of sub-Saharan Africa does. It's yes. a it's a continent which has a very young, relatively healthy population. That is something that people always forget when it comes yeah, to Africa absolutely. and it needs to be repeated. Absolutely. Very, very, very good point there. Um, let's talk about, you mentioned uh, the government wanting some uh, you know, some uh, aspects of things to come and it's fascinating that the clearly the briefings from government going to the Daily Telegraph which has very good uh, links with the government PM pushes to reopen schools as cases fall. That's a very typical headline for them now where it's sort of about the Prime Minister desperately battling. It's like, seriously, you're the Prime Minister. We we didn't put Sage in charge. I don't remember anyone having an opportunity to vote for Chris Whitty or Patrick Ballance or any of the people on Sage. You make the decisions. They advise, advisers advise, and politicians make the decisions and live with the consequences of it. Um, and and this idea that he's or he wants to open schools. He said schools were safe until the day before he closed schools. He knows mm. schools are safe. Um, it's only when public opinion is strong enough to actually force him to open schools that he'll reopen schools. We have currently government not based on science. We have government based on fear-mongering and focus groups. That is no way to run a country. It isn't, but we've had this, I think, since at least Tony Blair, if not possibly <laughs> earlier, that actually it's all done on sort of focus 
polls, uh, opinion polls, that sort of thing. And, you know, ultimately, I think you can sort of you know, look across the landscape of this country in so many aspects and you can see the results of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's only when sometimes when they don't read the polls correctly, as in the case of Brexit, yeah. that you get some sort of major upheaval. And we've only had that once or twice in the last sort of 20 odd years. So I think, you know, you, you can see ultimately that that is how this country is run and has been run for a very long time. I know they like to paint Boris Johnson as this sort of, you know, the, this liberal leader who wants to take steps as quickly as possible to give us all back our freedom. But ultimately, he is a man entirely guided by what the polls say and what will make him popular. Yeah, indeed. Um, Isle of Man, though, amazing pictures yesterday uh, on the TV news. As they return to normal life, they've now got zero COVID. Um, they, uh, of course, you know, they basically close their borders. You can't travel in and out uh, of the Isle of Man, but you know, people living a normal life. I mean, it, it gives you hope at least that's what people wanted to get back to not a new normal but the old normal so that's that's encouraging but of course much easier in a tiny island cut off from the rest of the country Mm, absolutely. It wasn't the Isle of Man the one where uh, that, that man jet skied to in order to see his girlfriend and they locked him up for four weeks. <laughs> they have had a very stringent border control approach to this. And you must say, if only perhaps we had had quite, quite a, as tough a, a regime early on of closing, closing flights, shutting down flights from places mm. that were badly affected, maybe things wouldn't have been quite so bad at the start. But again, but... I keep hearing this argument. <laughs> we're an international country. It was already I know, here I last know. November. I'm being a I know, but, this, but, no, but there, are, there are millions of people who think that. That's a terrifying thing. Benedict Spence, absolute pleasure to have your company. We'll be talking to you throughout the show. Up next we're going to talk to the Universities Minister uh, Michelle Donnellan about uh, what the government is doing to try and help uh, those students who have felt the full impact of COVID-19. Uh, 6.46 is the time. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.